feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
<laughs> I was gonna I was yeah. gonna tease you and say, No, they didn't boo. They did not boo me off the stage today. <laughs> well good, good. You have to share, I guess, as much as you can about your uh presentation today so people I guess will know what uh what we're talking about. But I'm glad I didn't see you on I was like, Okay now, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 You know, I had to change. I had to make. I had to see. I had to see how you were gonna react if I was not online. I had to know that our love was real. I'm real. I'm like, wait a minute now. I'm gonna be with the signs on the poles and at the school, telling kids go home. I am safe and sound, and I am home. Listen, my workshop was so good, I had to come home and practice on Tamaria. <laughs> did, did you get to record it? I was not able to record it, and let me tell you, it went by so fast. Uh, if somebody wasn't recording it, um, I don't. I, I really do not think it would have even happened. So I didn't get a chance to record it. But it was phenomenal. I think it's something. If I don't do it, somebody needs to do it in Memphis. Seriously, and, and really, somebody okay. needs to do it. Somebody needs to do it across the country because just from the feedback, it it, it is it, it is uh it is necessary. Um, okay. People need to be able to have honest conversations. Right, right. And a lot of and a lot of people are afraid to have honest conversations until someone opens the door. And when somebody opens the door, for some reason, it's sort of like going through a haunted house or a haunted forest. Nobody wants to be first. But once somebody says, I'll go first, other people slowly start to latch on, and they'll eventually make it through the uh, the haunted house or the haunted forest. And that that was kind of what it was like today. So I, I'm really excited. Um, and you and Tamari are probably the first people I've like shared that with. Um, other people, mm-hmm. you know, they they kind of asked about it, and and I said. Oh well, you know it was okay, and they were like, uh, "Stop being so modest." And I'm like, oh, "It was okay," but like, you know, I was sharing to Mary, sharing with Tamari my excitement, and sharing it with you um, on the air. But I was, I, I was pleased. I was excited about how I went, and if if time permits, I'll, I'll share. But I, I really think we need to share the the. Uh, I think you need to share the trash can concept tonight because I think it is so fitting for tonight's show, and I don't know if you were thinking that yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and even with what what you are sharing with us about tonight, and 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 hopefully at the you know toy or somewhere doing the show, wherever you see or find that it will fit best. But with what you're saying, with you know someone is waiting for somebody to open the door or kind of start the conversation, and they're afraid to have that honest conversation because it opens up a door to self-reflection. It opens up the it opens up that person to the person that he or she sees in the mirror, and that's the person that we run from so often. 
so often. So it is very uh, relative to what we're talking about tonight. We can we can bring it right into that because you know even with like with something that people can relate to dancing, you'll see a crowd of people sitting going to dance. I, I've never understood this. Like what do, what are you here for? But but people will sit waiting on someone to start dancing. Like and then all of a sudden seconds later it's full. So we're waiting for people are waiting for a leader even even for themselves. They're waiting to be led to a place that they find some common ground or some some sense of being at that place in whatever situation mm-hmm. it is. And so very, very relative to tonight's show, especially as I did research, I actually did so much my head head is actually booming tonight, but um, <laughs> so, found so much great information because this is bigger than even what I imagined with our habits, as everything is. It seems that everything we talk about when it's a soul-searching thing, so, such as tonight's show, um, which which you guys right now are going to work so hard to get back to those things that will probably make some people go away, but that's okay because un- unless you are at that point in place in your life that you are truly ready to change, to change your energy, to change your existence, to change your being, this show is not for you. Unless you are there, unless you want to be there, your desire is to be there, and you're willing to put up with yourself as you get through it, this show will not be for you, the, the direction we're, we're wanting. And we'll throw some, some, some fun things in there because in everything in balance. But as I researched for tonight's show, I became hungry again for those shows like, uh, you know, the seven deadly sins are spiritual. Are you spiritually dying or an internal nagging hunger? Because people are so lost and and so, I guess, hurt within themselves until they are. We we talk about this right now. People just seem to be the Walking Dead. They just seem to be this this body of life that's drowning. That's purely drowning. And so as 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 narrow as this topic started out, I found myself thinking, oh, wow, oh, wow. Like I even shared with Brandon very late last night uh, some things that I had just found out that were so interesting, and it speaks to how we just missed that middle part of, of, of what the, the, the part in between, and, and just for the sake of tonight's show, I'll say our thoughts and our destiny, all that stuff that happens in between um, and, and, and I'll start out right now. I guess we'll, we'll do the trash can concept or tell you guys about it because hopefully we have some new listeners that uh, have never heard this before and it's something that you might want to try as we continue to promote change, as we continue to promote uh, self-awareness and to get you into a state of mind that you are thinking about, the state of your mind. We want you to do this. It's it, it, I warn you, it sounds so trivial, it sounds so, what's another word for it? I guess, guess maybe even a little childish, but it works. It works, and it's something that I started doing when Brandon was small, um, and someone shared it with me. I don't remember who. I heard it somewhere many, 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 many years ago, but we call it our trash can baby or our trash can concept, and we ask that you move your trash can, one that you visit frequently. Uh, for me, it was my trash can that's in the kitchen. And in moving it, what you will find out if you're normal people like we are, 
that you find yourself going back to the place that you moved it from, which is which was for me the first time I started to notice or notice that I did it. It was mind boggling. And a couple of years, maybe last year, I think I shared that it wasn't just my trash can. I literally passed my best friend's, like, I passed where she moved it. I passed the, the, the trash can to go to where it used to be because I was at our house a lot, and I just knew where the trash can was. And I was dumbfounded when I got to the place where it used to be, and I had just walked by where it was. But keep that in mind as um, – I share something with you about how the mind becomes idle when, or it comes in, it, it goes into a, a mode of, of, I'll say nothingness, if that's a, a good word. That's not the proper word, but it, 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 it goes into, it shuts down basically when things become automatic for you. And this is one of the articles, and I'll, I'll share the, the article so that you guys can go back and read it for yourself, but this particular article was an eye opener, even for me in my in my um, Tammy Gator Miller I have issues <laughs> syndrome. I won't say that, Rodney, but it was an eye opener for me last night. So that is the trash can concept. If you um, if you do it, share some share your your experience with us. I think one of my fondest memories is Anthony, Anthony Collins. I don't know if you heard it that night, Rodney, but Anthony called into the show and he, he said he said, I said, that damn Tammy Gator, he pat he, he not passed the trash can, but he was throwing he was cooking and he was throwing to where the he was throwing his trash where the trash can should be. But he had moved it. And so what he had threw threw over there was on the floor. And so but it made him think about, you know, change. And you think about just just the fact that you are so custom, your mind has become so custom to or used to where your trash can is, as small as that is. But think about the other things that will um, cause friction in your life. Um, Think about those big things that you've allowed to become habits or you used to and that your mind has become idle to, that your mind has kind of just stopped in that place, it no longer needs to direct you um, to, to, to do that action for that particular habit because you're in idle mode there because it has become one of those things that is um, automatic for you. So, uh, Rodney, you, you wanna, anywhere you want to start, if not, then I, I want to kind of start with the, the phrase that we used to say a lot about sowing a thought and reaping an action. But before I do that, any, anywhere you want to start or touch on before we get going? <laughs> I'm going to start with this. Um, I was really excited when you um, presented this topic to me, and primarily because I think it's one that, like you um, always say, Tammy, I think it's long overdue. And... I'm gonna I'm gonna go here first, and then I'm gonna turn it back over to you, and you say whatever is on your heart. But one of the things that that came to mind when we talked about this show, when when you proposed this show, is that people don't mean what they say. Mm. A lot of the things that come out, and I hope I'm not getting ahead of. <laughs> where you wanted to go with this, but 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 this was just my thought. 
one of them because I have a lot about this topic. But people don't mean what they say. And there used to be a time where if somebody said something, they didn't care how you took it. They knew how they meant it in their heart, and they made sure that if nothing else, what was in their heart was delivered. And people's word is not their bond anymore. People's word means nothing to them anymore. And so for that reason, it is very easy for us to say something that's good for the moment, whether we mean it or not. And then what's bad is that we've told so many lies and made so many empty promises that we don't know who we are anymore. We don't know what we mean anymore. We don't know what we're saying anymore. We don't realize that death and life are in the power of the tongue. We don't realize that people believe what we tell them. And if they're like me, I always go off of the last thing you told me. And so I've had experiences where people are like, well, why did you think I was going to do such and such? And I've always told them, and I'll tell them, you know, I'll say the same thing today. The last thing you told me was blank. So that's what I went off of. But everything that comes out of people's mouths now is hit or miss. You don't know if they mean it or if they're just saying it. And I'm going to come back to that later because I was telling somebody about the show earlier today and I said, eh, here's what the show is about. And I said, here's, here, here's one of the thoughts I have. But I'm going to save that thought. But I'm going to turn it back over to you. But I, I, for me, that's where I want to start tonight. Like, that's my first thought is people no longer mean what they say. Okay. Okay. Do you, are you referencing that just, just, just so that I know, um, cause I think I can tie that in, but I want to, are you, are you saying that that has become a habit for people? I wrote down something you said about people don't mean what they say and, and how people in, back in the day, they used to, um, say what they meant and not worry about how somebody took it because they were speaking from the heart. But I guess my first question is, do you think that people have taken on a habit of just speaking out regardless of, of the truth? And secondly, my comment to that is, especially about the heart, people don't tend to the heart enough to know what's in their heart. And, 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 and making it... Right. The spiritual exactly. part of that is we know what the word says about your heart and how, how, how much of it makes up your spiritual world um, because without, for me, my, for me, without a change of heart, without a, a complete change of heart, which, which gets you out of the world in a sense, it pulls you away from the world and it allows you to know that you are not a part of this world. So you begin to see with your spiritual eyes. You begin to hear with your spiritual ears, and 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 I guess, which makes you see the world and people differently. However, well, let me stop there. Let me let me let me because I, I asked you a question. So let me stop there. 
before I go to the, <laughs> the different the other part. <laughs> Damn it! I made me go back to a few you. shows ago and tell you you got issues. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm gonna say the habit has, huh? I said I do. Don't play. <laughs> you and me both. We we haven't done men and their issues yet, but you and me both. But here's what I think the habit has become, Tammy. Number one, I think the habit has become lying, and and, and I'm just gonna go Al Roker for a minute. It's it's lying. I don't care how you twist it, how you turn it. It's called lying. And I think people have gotten in the habit of lying. Lying to themselves, first of all, which in turn leads you to lie to other people. But I think people have gotten into a habit of lying. And I think that people have gotten into a habit of what sounds good right now. Okay. What looks good on paper right now? I think that's where people have gone. I think as far as habits, I think that those are the habits that people have fallen into. And I think because of that, I don't think people know who they are anymore. And I don't think people know what they even believe because they have lied so much that they start to believe their lies. And and we could break that down. But it all comes down to lying. When you, mm-hmm. and just to give some examples so that people know exactly what I mean, when you say yes, but you really mean no, guess what? You just lied. You're being deceitful. If someone asks you, hey, do you want to take me to the store? Or they say, hey, can you take me to the store? Well, the answer is, yeah, like I can. But if if I don't really want to take you to the store, but I agree, hey, and go along with it, guess what? I didn't tell you how I really feel. So guess what? I just told you a lie. If I tell you, and, and parents, I think, are the worst when it comes to this, and I think about the parents is, well, the government is the worst. But I think I think when it comes to us, normal, everyday people, I think parents are the worst at this. And then I think employers are next in line. But when you ask me to do something, the average person is going to tell you what? Yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll be there. They know in their heart, or the biggest the biggest lie is, I don't know. That's, when somebody tells you, I don't know, they're telling you, no. Because if I, can, if I really want to do something, the answer is, yeah, I'll be there. But when people have to tell you, I don't know, they're lying. And that's why people, oh, I don't know, I'll let you know. Or people say, yeah, and then they come back and say, well, I got this going on. You lied because you knew in the first place you couldn't make it. And that's right along with the title. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. You told somebody you would be there for them. You told somebody Mm -hmm. 
you were going to be at a certain location at a certain time. You told somebody you were going to support their event, their show, um, their concert, their church function. You told somebody something, and you knew when you committed, you were not going to do it. You didn't feel like it then. But we wait until the time comes, and then we say, oh, something came up. No, it didn't. Even if something did, no, it didn't, because you knew you weren't going to be there in the first place. So the habit, I think, Tammy, is we've gotten in the habit of lying. We've gotten in the habit of telling people what they want to hear for now. We've gotten in the habit of trying to appease people. And because of that habit, you see friendships dwindling. You see people not speaking to people that they've been, you know, good friends with for 20 years. Why? Because eventually people say, you know what? I thought that was my girl or that was my boy. I thought we were cool. But every time I ask them something, they always say yes. Or, you know, they always tell me they're going to do it, and they never do. So I think the habit is we've gotten in a habit of just being deceitful. Just go ahead and be honest. Hey, I will not be there. My cousins wanted me to go to King's Dominion on Saturday. They told me Friday night. I told them, we are not coming. I'm going to tell you right now, we, we are not coming. Were they a little bothered that we were not going? Absolutely. Guess what? Today they love me. If I had told them that we were coming and didn't show up, guess what? They still hate me today. So get out of the habit of lying. Just be honest with you. Don't say tomorrow when you know you ain't going to do it yesterday, you ain't going to do it today, and you ain't going to do it tomorrow either. Okay. Okay, y'all stop this line. <laughs> well, Rodney, I guess uh, and I guess this um I wanted to kind of start where again how we talk about sowing a thought. When I when I started researching, I thought the best place to kind of think about cuz I guess what I want people to really think about tonight is why. Why do you have why have you formed the habits in your life, whether it's lying, whether it's saying you're going to do something tomorrow, and, and in most cases something that you want to do that will be beneficial to your life, um, but somehow you find yourself saying, it makes you feel better to say I'm going to do it. It makes you feel better that you somehow say it and think that you're going to do it. But think about how many things do you say, I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. And you said the same thing yesterday that you find yourself saying today. So I want, and, and I'm going to go back. It seems like I'm going to go away from this topic, but I have to in order to get all of us to understand how much we play a role in our lives. It sounds so elementary, but we are the people that we're running away from. As you mentioned, the lying, Rodney, the thing I always told Brandon, the greatest lie you tell are the lies are the ones that you tell to yourself. The greatest lies are the ones you tell to yourself. You, and then once you, tell, once you start to tell yourself and fake yourself into this, this unrealistic living or world, then 
you start to give that out to the world. That energy that you that you bought inside, you're now projecting into the world. So as as I start with this, sow a thought, reap an action. You sow action, you reap habit, which is what we're talking about tonight. So your thoughts will generate your actions. Your actions will reap habits in your life. Your habits lead you to your character, who you are, regardless of circumstances, situations, but who you are. And your character will lead you somewhere to your destiny, to your tomorrow. So the things that you're putting off today, the things that you will put off tomorrow and the next day, those things are leading you either towards your purpose, your destiny, or away from it. And somehow we convince ourselves that, okay, I said yesterday that I'll do it today. All right, I didn't do it today, so I'll do it tomorrow. And pretty soon, this is an automatic response to your life, to the situations, to the circumstances in your life. It's automatic, which means, and I'm going to get into this, the things that become automatic for us, the brain shuts down. It no longer needs to respond in that area of your life because you're on, you're on, you're in cruise control. You're going to have to automatically step on the brake or the gas, just like you're in the car. You have to take it off of cruise control unless something just goes desperately wrong. But the mind is the same. And so often the, the, the middle part I'm talking about is we think about the thoughts and we think about our destiny. But, but what, what, is the, what is the foundation of all of this? Because it all ties back to the habits that we formed or we formed has all to do with our perception of life, of who we are, the energy that is within us, in us that we begin to project outwardly. However, we overlook, we overlook. I think one, I don't remember if we named it the people, people of the lie, or maybe we talked about it during another topic, but there's such, such a thing as people of the lie. People of the life where these people will do anything, anything, anything to look like they got it right, to look like it's all good, to look like there's nothing wrong with me. It's everyone else. It's, it's about everybody else. I'm good here. So sow a thought, reap an action. You sow an action, you reap habit, you sow habit. Your habits become your character and your character um, becomes your destiny. So I believe thoughts and, and your emotions are tied really there together. So the first thing I Googled here was, was um, basically how are our habits uh, affected by our emotions or something like that, and it brought me to this article, which I'll, I'll share with you guys before we get out so you can look it up on your own. But it started to talk about how, how the emo- our emotions are tied into what we think. And how we think. That being said, how we think, again, is going to project an action from us, which, again, is going to lead us to those habits, whether they're good or bad for us, good or bad. So, again, as we walk through this with you tonight, be a little selfish and think about your habits, what you're doing, not what someone else is doing, but what energy you are projecting in your life and why. Why is probably the, the, the bigger thing or, or the most important thing than, than anything we'll say tonight. Because 
we tend to, as we said earlier, we tend to run from the reflection. We tend to run from those conversations that Rodney mentioned about honest conversations. We tend to run from them because it's going to reveal something in us. I bet some of us have, including me, have some. I have some habits that I just need to get out there and, and stop procrastinating on. I, 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 I do, but I'll, I'll be the first to admit it tonight. We have to start being honest with who we are and where we are and then be willing to say, okay, let me sit down and, and figure out why. Why? And this is the part where we don't want to be honest about why we're there, who contributed to us being there, what 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 their role is in our lives now. We're like some grown, well, not like, we're, we're grown children who are looking for the reason people so, so want to lie or say yes to everything, probably, because most tend to still need validation of something. They need somebody to say yes. Just say yes to me or for me. Just tell me that it's okay, that, that, that I'm, I'm not so bad. I'm not what I think I am inside. I'm not what I, I see myself. How, I'm not how I see myself. But they won't be honest enough to, to and say that so somebody can help pull them out of those habits. And I'm talking about not, not the habits like I know most people think when you talk about habits, you're talking about drinking or smoking, things like that. Those things, in, in my opinion, are just an add-on to the middle, to what, what happens in the middle, those, those, those actions that are now habits that have, have carried on into your, make, to make you who you are, your character, and that's leading you down a, a road of hell. And if you look at people today, they seriously, people are starting to look like zombies. You've heard Rodney and I say that on the show. They look like pure zombies. Like they just don't, they don't exist. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know who they are. And so these habits have been, have become so, um, I say automatic, I guess is is the best word for, for tonight's topic. Until their brain stops there, it's an it's an automatic mode. Um, and Rodney, stop me uh, again. This this is from the article, and I need to pull it up so I can share it. But it talks about uh, there's three parts to forming your habits, or that kind of control your habits. And it's it the first one. It talks about cues and triggers that tells your brain to go into an automatic mode and allow your behavior to unfold for this particular thing. And then it talks about the routine, which is the actual behavior itself. So the trigger gets you into that mode um, to allow that behavior. But then the second thing, it becomes routine, which is the behavior itself. Um, and then the third is the reward. And that's something that the brain, I think, likes to, it, it, it almost like keeps record of that particular behavior and that, that cue or that trigger. And this reminded me of... <clears throat> You know how, Ronnie, when they talk about the hook with the music, you keep hearing there, there's like in every song, and the one that came to mind for to my mind, because when I heard this song, I hated it, but then I found myself singing the song. It's the one I can make you put your, no, put your phone down or turn it off or something like that. You heard that song, Rodney? I can make you put your phone uh, down or something. Isn't that right? 
You have to sing more of the song. Oh, Lord, you're just as green as I am then. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, you got to sing more of the song because I, I know how green you are, so you got to sing more of the song. I don't know anything else other than that. That's the hook. It says, I can make you put your phone down or turn it off or something like this. <laughs> One of the two, I can make you put your phone down or something. I don't know. Anybody, anyway, anybody, the in the, anybody in the audience, if you know what Timmy's talking about, please call in and give me more of the song because I don't know what you're talking about. It is a, it's a song that's out now. I heard it while in my girlfriend's car, and I'm thinking, what in the world? I can make you put your phone down. But then later I found myself singing the song. Like, that was the hook to it. So it's like when I was reading about this last night, I thought about that. It, it brought that to mind because those those habits or the, that behavior that becomes automatic to us, it becomes our hook. It becomes like just the thing that we do, just like the, in the song. It's just what we say. You can, you cannot know any other parts of the song but you remember that hook. You just you just remember it. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out the name of the song before we get off tonight. Um, if somebody <laughs> can listen and you know what I'm talking about. I I know who sings it, but that's what I begin to think about as we talk about the thoughts and and what and the habits. I guess what what uh what drives your habits. So that's that's the direction um I kind of wanted to go tonight. Get deep into why why you you have formed and allowed such habits in your life, in most cases those ones that are not so good for us. Because I'm sure it does not help to tell, as Rodney said about lying, It does. why can't we just say no when we mean no and yes when we mean no? And if you don't know and you truly don't know, let that be the case as well. So something as small as that, why why can't we say it? I think because we've become a, a world of lies. Go ahead, Rodney. Tammy, I, I, I have an answer. You have an answer? Go ahead. I, I have two. So the bottom line is people are lying, but I think to answer your question just now, one reason is people are lazy. The other reason is People are too busy trying to be politically correct. Let's go back to the lazy part. It is very easy for me to say that I'm going to do something, even when I know that I'm not, when I'm lazy. Because, and I'm going to keep going back, and I don't know why, but I'm going to keep going back to the lying part. There are a lot of lazy people in the world today, mostly in this country, but there are a lot of lazy people out there. I teach school, and it is very easy for the parents to say, I'm going to get my child's supplies Friday, next Friday, when I get paid. It's so easy to say that. Why? Because you know when your ch- when you get paid, you're gonna find a reason not to go and get your child supplies. People are lazy. That's that's one of the things that it comes down to. It's it's easy 
and, and and let me say this while it's on my mind. We're lazy when it is convenient. I'm too tired, too exhausted, too fed up, too frustrated, too bogged, too, too bogged down with, with life to go and handle my responsibilities. But if there's a concert, all of a sudden I got a surge of energy. You're lazy. You're lazy. If you are a person who can find energy for things that don't really matter or things that should not matter over other things, like your 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 child's education is more important than your entertainment. So if you can find the energy to go out and entertain yourself, but you can't find the energy to to provide a better life for your child, you're lazy and you're a hypocrite and a whole lot of other things. But it, it comes down to laziness. How many parents do you know, Tammy, that will lay on the couch all day long, Saturday especially, but let them get a phone call. Hey, girl, let's go out. Oh, boy, let's go to this bar. Let's get a drink. They pop up. You're lazy. The other thing is you politically correct, and I said this a few minutes ago. You you said what needed to be said at that time. You had no intentions. Because even in the Bible, Tammy, it tells us why put off for tomorrow what you can do today. If you but but why can make me, why do you why do you think why why do you think that you see I think the bigger picture is why do we as and I can I can because I, I used to be that person that just allowed um anything for the sake of 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 not hurting someone, I guess to the point where, where, you know, even doing things that you that you know you don't want to do, and it, it just leads you into a, a place of um, craziness. But while I, I think the people are people are allowed to do this because, again, that we've become such a people of, of lies, and we don't we won't even call people out when they need to be called out. Like something can happen, and we'll and, and try to get say. Stay back on the, get back on the topic, but we will allow things and people to take place and say nothing, but we'll go back and talk about that that situation or or that particular thing till morning. So the, the way to stop it, the way to stop the lies or whatever bad habits that pe- we people have taken upon themselves and that we allow is to call it out. To, I mean, to really call it out as you see it, because sometimes calling it out, you may you may be enlightened differently and, and see that hey, it's not exactly how I I was able to see it or I thought I saw it. Which we're talking about habits and what we do is really it's, it really comes from a place of our paradigm, how we see the world and why we see it that way. And again, I think it goes back to how we feel about ourselves. What we do, how we do it, the energy that we put out is based upon, this is my opinion only, how we feel about our particular paradigm in this world. 
our vision of this world based on experiences with mama, dad, the way we were brought up, how we were brought up, and with whom, and how much we were able to deal with that time. And in most cases, people you'll find that people have not been able to deal with their woes, to deal with the things that, and some of the things that they had nothing to do with, that, that they had nothing to do with it coming into their lives. However, it has become their vision for the world. And this vision has allowed them thoughts, emotions that create these habits that even they have gotten so far into that they don't know how to change. They feel like, I'm so deep into this. I'm so deep into to what I think I am and who I think I am that i got to lie to you. i got to get myself out of this right now situation. i got to make myself look good. It's kind of like what you said last week about if your car is dirty and you park it next to the clean car, your car is super dirty. But if your car is dirty <laughs> and you park it next to a really dirty car that's dirtier than yours, your car is not so bad. So people are trying to get out of the situ- any situation, which in most cases it's, it's always this way. They're trying to get themselves out of anything that makes them feel any worse about who they are, where they are in their lives. At this time, they don't want to, they don't want to, to, cap- to be captured in that moment. Um, and before I turn it back over to you, this article, there's two things that really, there's a number of things that stood out. But there are two things that really, really, really stood out. And it, it seems so trivial again, but do you remember the Febreze, I think it's Parker and Gamble, who was over this. But when they initially came out with Febreze, their target was people who who really needed it. Like their target, their, their commercials, if at that time they would have been doing them, it would have been targeted towards people who had many, many cats or dogs whose house was really in need of some smell good. Well, those people did not buy it. They did not purchase They wanted no parts of Febreze. However, when they, when they changed the game and said, okay, we're, gonna, we're going to project to the, to the people, the consumers, that there's this beautiful, clean house, home, who now all what now all it needs is a bit of our free for breeze to top it off, and that made me think about people, people who need need to be fed. Their spirits and their souls need to be fed. You could try to feed them all day long with something that that's, that's going to uplift their spirit. It's going to bring them out of their hell. They won't, for the most part, they won't know part of it. The people who have somehow gotten it, they say, hey, there's something going on in me. I have I have created or allowed bad habits to form in my life. I need to figure out why. I'm to a point where I'm really tired of being tired and feeling like I'm feeling. Those people who have accepted that and acknowledged it, those are the people who will seek after, and there are not many, but those are the people who will seek after and take the time to listen to the topics such as this one tonight, they won't. They are the ones that want it, but but somehow don't really need it because they first acknowledged there is a need for change. Whereas you got the people who who have going back to my example, who have those homes that really need more than free breeze. They don't want any part of it. Why? Because you're saying now there's something else wrong with me, even more than I have allowed myself to know. So it's a it's a reminder of my bad habits, my bad life, my bad childhood, my bad upbringing, um, 
my paradigm, my, my, my perception or my vision of this world, this is just something else that I have to deal with about me. And, and people don't want to face that. They don't want to face their bad habits. They don't want to face their reflection. And so they lie. That mother comes in and tells you, I'm going to get my child's school supplies. And, it, and, and for the most part, Rodney, I think a lot of them, that may be their intention at the time, but the mind has become in such, it's such in an auto mode to it's automatic that they say yes to you because it's going to get, right now, it's going to, in their mind, it's going to make me look good. It's going to get me out of this situation so I don't have to visit my own hell. Because I have enough of that where I'm at work. I have enough of that at home. So let me create this habit of making myself a bit better than I really know I am, my life a bit better than I know it really is, my circumstances the same. So that's, that's kind of where I want people to, to, to just stop and keep it right there and say, what is it that has led me to, number one, create these bad habits, number two, allow them to remain in my life, all while saying I want more out of life. You know, you can take eating. Something as simple as eating. We say we want to live forever, but we eat like we want to die tonight. That's something mm-hmm. that we need to do better with. We need to do better. So we'll say one thing, but then you have to ask yourself, are you doing another? Are you, if I want to drive to North Carolina from here, well, how am I going to strike out and head totally the opposite direction? And that's what we do in our lives. We don't want to face what we need, what we really see and know is there. So we allow the habit, drinking to pull us out of our hell, smoking. You know, it's insane, but if you really think about the in-between stuff, it starts with your emotions, your thoughts. It starts there. But then you, you are responsible for your actions, even your thoughts. It is said that, I think we talked about this right now, the energy flows where energy goes. Um, there, that the average person has more than 40,000 thoughts per day. More than 40,000. And some of those you will not have control over when and how they come into your mind. However, you do have control over how you, how you bring them in and what you do with them. Which ones do you eliminate? Because, Again, if you know you're going to North Carolina, at some point, at some point in your in your life, if you if you're leaving from here and you you see you see that you're going toward, I don't know, um, well you could get that way, but if you see that you're clearly going the wrong way and you don't turn around, and then you get somewhere and wonder why, why how did I end up here? So, again, the greatest lies are the ones that we tell ourselves and that we allow ourselves to to believe in those habits that we create and we somehow think, well, I'm going to keep doing this, but somehow I'm going to end up where I want to be. And when you don't, it's the world's problem. It's your it's your mom's fault. It's your dad's fault. It's your, your children's fault. It's your husband's fault. It's, it's everybody's fault but yours. And it, there is a greater... There are some things that are greater in between, in between the habit, where it all starts and where it all ends. Those are the things that you need to really sit down and reflect upon and figure out why. Why? Rodney, turn it over to you. (laughs) 
You have said a mouthful. We probably could end the show right now. <laughs> no, we have. Um, I don't want to stay on the uh, end tonight, though. I'll tell you. I, I said we we have a good few minutes. We won't end it, but I do not want to be on for ten. So, and, and I don't think we've told the listeners. If you guys are out there in the chat room, I see we have someone out there as well. Facebook. I have not checked Facebook. Checked Facebook, Rodney. Have you? Because I have not. I I, um, I I have checked. I have checked uh, Facebook, and 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 I'm gonna read a comment. And. Okay. <laughs> What's funny is that, so when you started talking, the first thing that came to my mind was we always tell our listeners that every single show we do is a blessing, even if it is only a blessing to us. And when you were talking just now, that thought came back to mind, and I said, I don't know how many people are listening. I don't I don't really care. I saw that like we didn't have a whole lot of people like that had called in. Um and I don't know who's listening online. But if nothing else, this show and just listening to you talk, Tammy, you know you and I could talk every day all day. <laughs> but it has just been a blessing to me, and, and and the first thing I'm going to say is before I read the comments off of uh, Facebook, is you hit on something that you say all the time, and and I don't know if it has sunk in with other people, but it it, it has definitely sunk in with me, and that is self reflection. Hmm. I think we spend too much time trying to fix other people and we don't look we don't look within ourselves as much as we should. In fact, I don't think some people look within themselves at all. And that's why it's easy to be these people who like our title says, and I'm going to come back to it, yesterday you said tomorrow. It's easy to be that person with these bad habits. It's easy to be that creature of habit when you're lost on the inside. When there is when there is nothing on the inside of you, when you are empty on the inside, the only thing is that, that, that is going to come out of you is emptiness. And you can lie to everybody, but you can never lie to yourself. Because even when you tell people good things, sweet nothing, you don't have to go home with anybody at night but you. And the saddest thing in the in the world, one of the one of the saddest things in the world is to go home all by yourself, and I don't mean physically, <laughs> but when you mentally and spiritually go home by yourself, could God that is, that that is sad, especially when there are other people around. 
But but one of one of these, I'm not gonna say the saddest, but one of the saddest things is to to go home by yourself. To be in a room by yourself, to be in a group of people and to be by yourself, that is sad. But Tammy, I don't think you can hit on it enough. You can say it every show. But you can't say it enough. What about you? What about you? Where where is that self reflection piece? Where is that I'm in a bad spot? I'm gonna read Doctor Coretta's comments. Doctor Coretta, you know we love you. And we always, always, always appreciate Dr. Coretta tuning in to the show. She always offers great insight. And Dr. Coretta said, let's take a sample. Let's take a simple example of people saying out of habit without meaning. Person number one says, good morning. Person number two says, how are you? Without actually wanting to know. And <laughs> Y'all ain't got to hit the number one, but let me tell you, Dr. Coretta is on point. You might think that these people saying, hey, how are you? They don't really want to know how you're doing. Dr. Coretta, you are on point. Person number one, fine. And then she put in parentheses, nothing happens. But if person one says, I'm feeling awful, awful, excuse me, or my favorite, I don't know. They are shocked and they don't know what to answer. Let them marinate for a minute. Then she says, the other side of this issue, she said, I believe this is fear. We create habits to protect us from a real or imaginary danger. Let's say that we fear rejection. We want people to love us. Then we lie about everything just to have people like us. What a disgrace. So the first thing is, and and Tammy, I told you this a little while ago, people lie. How are you? You don't care how people are. I had a I had dinner with a good friend of mine, Tammy, uh, a few weeks ago, probably about a month ago now. And he's an older white guy. He's late 50s. And he calls me every time something happens in the news, you know, race-related. Older white guy. And he said, Rodney, he said, please, please, please. I was on my honeymoon. He said, I cannot wait until you get back. He said, please call me when you get back home. I called him when I got back from Puerto Rico for my honeymoon. And he said, when are you free? We got to have dinner. And I said, I'm free such such day. We had dinner. And we're having dinner. And he knows me. He knows me very well. Tell me, he knows I'm not the only one tired of being black. He knows you tired of being black, too. But he knows me very well. And so we're sitting down and we're having dinner. And, you know, this this racial stuff comes up, and he said, Rodney, he said, let me tell you something. He said, these people that say black lives matter, he said they're hypocrites and they're liars. 
He said, and these people that say all lives matter, they're hypocrites and they're liars. He said, they don't care about black lives. He said, they don't care about all lives. He said, Rod, let, let, let me just be honest with you. I don't care about all these lives either. He said, and you probably are not going to like that. He said, but these people's lives don't matter to me. And I said, I totally get where you're coming from. He said, no, let me explain. He said, I would never say black lives matter. He said, I would never say all lives matter. He said, because these people do not matter to me. He said, I don't know them. He said, and if I'm not going to post a Facebook status about them while they're living, I ain't going to post a Facebook status about them when, when they're dead. He said, it don't matter to me. He said, that kid in Baltimore, he said, I don't care if that kid is dead or not. He said, I don't know. He said, you're the only person I can tell this. He said, but I don't care. He said, because I don't know that kid. He said, and if people were to be honest with themselves, they don't care about that kid either. And I sat back and I said, wait a minute. I said, you're right. But it goes back to what I just said. Politically correct. What's trending? Let me jump on the bandwagon. And I said to him, I said, you know something? I got really offended when somebody said, rest in peace, Miss Shakur. Tupac's mom. I said, I had never seen a Facebook page, a Facebook post. I said, Tupac's mom died. Never seen a post. And then somebody said, rest in peace. And I said, wait a minute. I don't really care about that lady, but it sounds good. And he said, that's my point. He said, and most people would say, oh, you're so harsh. You're so insensitive. He said, but my thing is, he said, Rodney, he said, I care about the same people everybody else care about. He said, I care about my wife, I care about my kids, and maybe a few more, a few more people. He said, I don't care about all these people. He said, I don't even know them. And I said, dang. He said, do I care about life? He said, yeah, I care about life. He said, but I don't know these people to, to be saying I care about them. He said, I don't care. But that's hard for people to grasp. And the you know, hardest you know, thing I can, I, can see where he, I can see where he's coming from and what he means by that. But at the same time, and, and I would want somebody to express, I would want to know that that's where that person's coming from. Um, however, I think the very fact that we stopped caring and we stopped, um, because this is how I look at this, and this, and I gave this, this scenario um, before, and this is a commercial that, that I remember seeing for the first time, and it just kind of stopped me in my tracks because, the, the very things that we don't care about can 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 very well, um, if not affect us, it it can bring harm upon someone that we love dearly. And this was a picture. Well, this was a commercial of this person sitting on their porch. They're getting high, normal normal person doing their thing at their place, you know, minding their business, I guess, so to speak. Then the same person gets up to go to work. Well. This person is the bus driver that is going to pick up maybe my child, your child, somebody's child, or maybe, it, maybe this is the commercial. 
And so this bus driver pulls up, the children get on the bus, and the bus driver pulls off. And it, it says, but this is not your problem, is it? And so I think, I think when we look at it as not our problem, and we do that because, again, we are that person that we're empty. We, we're, we're empty people who are trying to find something. That's why we could say we don't care about this child or that child or what this, this happening because maybe it just hadn't hit close enough to us. But the way the world is going today, the habits that we're allowing people to, to conform to, um, we just had someone, the nicest man anybody ever wants to meet, Mr. Eddie Walker, and I meant to say this at the beginning of the show. I found out yesterday that he was he was the man that was killed. And 80, Mr. Walker was 82, 83 years old. Two people robbed and killed him. And you're talking about an 83-year-old man. This man could be your grandfather, your father. But the things that we are allowing people to do, the habits that we're allowing even our children, our children to participate in, to take upon, we just like, whatever. It's your world. Do what you want. When you want, how you want. I'm going to support it, even if it's superficially supported. I'm going to support you. Do you. Don't worry about right and wrong. Don't worry about living your your life. Living your life in a way that you want it for what I won't I won't bring religion into this, but if you want to hear the well done or if you want your legacy to be for your children, just do whatever you want. Let your children go to school and, and, and they have nothing while you are suited and booted. You know, whatever your habit is. Whatever the thing that you are lying to yourself about and saying, it's okay. And they they will slip up on you so quickly. The, the second thing in that article, Rodney, I don't know if, you, if I've ever shared this with you. I only know one other person like this, and I'm sure there's many, many more, but I only want know one other person. This is She's been my friend since seventh grade. She, she and I cannot, and we actually just learned that we're like this last year, that we both had the same issue. But this article talked about how um, the article I'm going back to, I mentioned that it talked about there are cues and triggers that tells your brain how to step into that behavior or to allow that behavior to unfold for whatever particular thing you're taking upon, whatever behavior, action, whatever. And it in this article, it talks about if you are able to first acknowledge the cues and the trigger and you work to change them, it says just maybe you'll be able to put your put your shoes on differently. And that was an aha moment for me because everything I put on, even my earrings, my socks, my shoes, even putting my pants on, I have to go right first. I have literally tried when I found out that my friend was the same way. She and I both said, okay, we're going to try it differently. I literally put my left shoe on first, and I felt off. I felt like I got to take this off and do it again. As crazy as it sounds, it's my crazy. But but what that reminded me, some things we have to, knowledge is key. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in life till we think, this is just the way it is. I have no control. But once you know better, once you know, and I'm not saying that this, that's even an issue now. I'm like, whatever. I can put it on right. I can put my right one on first. There's no reason why I can't. Some things you just accept. It's not going to be 
It's not going to hurt anybody, not even you. But at least I acknowledge that, hey, there's some, there's some other things that I do need to release. I do need to change some habits. I do need to change my thought process about this. I need, I need to check my paradigm and see what, what's my vision. What, what am I looking at? I mean, and how am I seeing this? There was a, a Facebook, and, and before I turn it back over to you, and I want to read something Ms., uh, Dr. Coretta made me think about a posting that I put about fear because I wanted to talk a little bit about how fear uh, steers our habits as well. But there was a, a posting a couple weeks ago on Facebook where this husband and wife, newly, newly couple, had bought a house, and the lady, the wife, they had this, this huge pretty bay window that allowed them to look out into their neighbor's yard, and there was, there was and I don't know how true this is, but it was a, it's just a great uh, lesson for life. And she would, the wife would comment as she looked out about this woman not knowing how to wash clothes because her clothes were dingy. And so this went on for a couple of days, and she wakes up one morning and she says, finally somebody has taught this woman how to wash clothes. And he says, no, honey, I cleaned our window. And so her vision was, was, was blurred because their window was clean. However, she formed this perception of this woman because of what, what she was looking through and how she perceived what she saw. And so going back to us in the self-reflection, your habits, not all, because some things are just, they're just what it is. It doesn't matter. So if it, if it doesn't matter, it's not hurting your life, and you, you don't want to change it, then let it be. But acknowledge that you got some craziness going on. That's something crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. But think about those things that are projected from what's going on inside of me that I've not dealt with. Why am I allowing this habit to stir in my life? Where, where did it all come from? What, what's the root of it all? And Dr. Coretta, thank you for for the reminder, Dr. Coretta. A lot of it is due to fear, your very own personal fear. Whatever that may be and however it has come about in your life is what you have to go back and research and look in the mirror and do your own reflection. But the quote, and I think we shared this on the show before as well, Rodney, but it's the reality of fear. And it says, you're not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in the dark. You're not scared of heights. Mm. You're afraid of falling. You're mm. not afraid of people around you. You're afraid of rejection. You're not afraid to love. You're afraid of being loved back. You're not afraid to let go. You're just afraid that he's really gone. You're not afraid to try again. You're just afraid of getting hurt for the same reason. And that, that's one that goes, there's a, another one that floats around that's a little different. But basically, it's like you see fear, you talk about fear, especially, you know, you think about the dark. Are you really afraid of the dark? Oh, what's in the dark? What, could, what is it that's in the dark that the dark will not allow you to see? Apply that to your life. What have you hidden? What have you tried to walk away from? What have you tried to ignore? You got to go back and maybe walk like this. Wash your window. Wash all that away and start over. But in order to do that, you got to first realize that it's dirty. Height. So am I really afraid of or am I really afraid that if I get up there, I might fall and what the fall will do to me? So what's your fear? 
what's driving the habit, whether it's, whether it's driving you so that you don't deal with it or driving you so that you can keep yourself um, in, this, in this life of lies um, that keep you where you are. And the world is doing that successfully. The world is telling us how to think, what to think, when to think, what to do about what we think. We are controlled robots. And if you don't stop, we're doing the same thing to our children. We want to do everything for them. We want to tell them how to do it, when to do it. And so they've become a thoughtless people as well. And they're going to create habits that are that are far more detrimental to them than the ones that we've created for ourselves. Far more. We're, we're, we're really in bad shape really in bad shape. And as small as you, you probably thought tonight was about a habit of drinking, habit of, of smoking, and all those things. But it's, it's bigger than that. And all, it seems like in most cases we're always trying to push it off on someone else, push everything that's wrong on someone else. Right now I thought about a couple of times this week about last week's show, and I forgot to do this at the beginning as well, but I wanted to, or I want to, apologize to anyone who was offended by. It seems, it seems like every time we talk about religion or pastors or doing right and doing wrong, somehow we always equate that to a, or talk about gays, lesbians, people who are together the same sex. But what about what about all the other things? That people, the other, I'll say the other sins that people people make every day, willingly, consciously, want to do them. Yet you'll go. It could be that same pastor we were talking about last week. Yet the, some of the same people that will talk about, you know, I don't want to go. And trust me, I, I'm not supporting it. I'm, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm also saying that I think no less of you than I think. Of, of myself For my stuff Or somebody else's But we always seem to And I kept thinking How do we get on, on, on How do we get there How do we get on Gays and lesbians When we were talking about um, Basically Pimps in the pulpit We didn't name it that But basically what goes on In the pulpit For the pulpit By the pulpit And in the pulpit But it seems like We always want to take it there But yet we allow So many other things and we accept, we accept them as if, okay, well, this one, it's okay because, you know, it's not so bad. It's what the majority of people are doing. But, but because you are doing this, then, it, it, you know, we can't accept that. So I just thought, wow, we, we, we did it again and, and wanted to really, really say to anybody who was offended by that because we never know who listens after and who's listening online. But we, we seem to just got on that particular sin or thing and stayed there. And there's so many other things, even with, with, with children, which I think one of, is one of our biggest downfalls. It becomes a habit of not parenting. That's something that, you know, forget the smoking and the drinking. What about just a habit of not being a parent and not being concerned about your children? That seems to be a habit, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like, I'm, I'm floored. I see more men Daddy. now raising their children. And, and I'm serious. I mean, there there are so many habits that we allow the world to just say, "Hey, do you Facebook? 
you know, you talk about lying. I think Facebook is the biggest lie in the world because some of the stuff I see people liking and showing compassion towards people that they don't even like. I see all these mm. likes and clicks. I'm like, really? Really? You liking what? And I know you liking it right off the phone or whatever on Facebook and talking about these people. And I'm not going to please you and like your stuff. Number one, I don't have time. Number two, if I, if, if I don't like you as a mother showing your behind and knowing your 14 and 15-year-old is on Facebook, even if they weren't. Preach. But if I don't if I don't like that, I'm not going to like it for, to, to save you or to stroke you on. And some of the stuff I see mothers in showing your, I'm not going to say butt, showing your asses. I mean, really, and not that, that, so we're going to talk about lying and habits of just conforming. That's the biggest one. And people, grown people with children will like this stuff and then turn right around and wonder, why do we act this way? Number one, because you're hand clapping. You're telling them, do you. Go ahead. Keep this habit going. We got you. But why? Because you don't want the mirror if I call you out, now you have a right to call me out. If I call you out on your bad habits, the things that you conform to, now what you think is you see my stuff, but when you get to a place where you want to be called out on your bad habits, your stuff, then you're okay. But we don't want to be called out. Because, again, Rodney, we are the ones parking the dirty car next to the car that's more dirty so that we can shine. Instead of just getting to the point where your car is not dirty anymore, just clean it. And you can park wherever you want because it's clean. It's clean. Tammy, um, Tammy, Tammy, Ronnie, the Tammy, name of the song, Tammy. I got to tell you that huh? uh, the name of the song is, wait, I got to go back. Hold on. And thank you, Jimmy, for sending it. This is Erica Baidu. It's called Phone Down. Do you know what I'm talking about now? The name of the song is what? Phone down, Erica Baidu. I gotta go back and listen to it. Oh, I know something. I gotta, I, 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 I gotta go back and listen to it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I gotta go back and listen to it. But <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to throw me off track. Okay, I'm not throw me off track. Tamaria has given me a free pass. She is working on her Zumba routine for tomorrow. No siree. Do not try to throw me off track. Tammy? Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm going to jump to Facebook real quick. And... <laughs> I, I I have to. I have to. I have to. Okay, go ahead. Do you? <laughs> but for those of you listening out there, I hope you heard every word she just said. I do. I'm gonna jump to Facebook real quick, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna read what Dr. Coretta just said. And she said, Tammy, some of those habits are born out of our inadequacy. We feel inadequate, so we create a wall to hide our true self. Instead, we should reflect and improve, or maybe it is easier 
to fake it. And we have way too many people, Sammy, faking it. It is easier to walk around as somebody we are not than the person we actually are. Why? Because we have been trained to believe it is okay or that it is the right thing to do. To marry you, and Timmy, I know you say you haven't been that active on Facebook uh, here lately, but over the weekend, Tamaria posted something on Facebook. And what happened was, and I'm going to tell my version, the music had stopped in the other room, so she might be listening. And she may, she may join in the conversation. May, she may call in. But Saturday, Tamaria decided to just be Tamaria. She decided to take on a challenge and decided to just in simple terms, just be her. And she did not know how it was going to turn out. She just decided to be her and do something that she wanted to do, something that she loved. And it involved her hair. And so she, you know, she got in the shower. You know, we we were going over a friend's house. Um, my good friend Cindy Matea, you know, she just moved into a house, and so Tamaria, you know, got in the shower, you know, she did her hair, whatever. But Tamaria just decided, you know what? I want to do this. I'm gonna be natural. I'm just gonna be me. I'm gonna be Tamaria today. And so she did. She didn't know how it was going to work out, and then she even asked me how how it looked, and she was worried that, like, her hair was, like, her. she was like, oh, my hair is starting to, like, shrivel up, and, like, it looks, like, short, blah, 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 and I was like, looks hard to me, and for you guys out there, like, we don't look at things the way that women do. That was previous show, so we ain't going to get too deep into that, but it looks fine to me. Like, I think my wife is beautiful. Beyond measure, like I do, and I'm not biased. I just think she's beautiful, and I'm not the only one. But anyway, so we left, and we went to this housewarming, and everyone was just like, your wife is so beautiful, and, you know, just inside and out, and they were complimenting her on her natural beauty. And they were also, you know, complimenting her on her personality. And my whole thing is this. Just be who you are. And and her and I, you know, we've had these conversations. And she's told me about the struggles that she's had as an individual, as a woman, as a black woman, but not even as a black woman, but as a dark-skinned black woman. Because no matter how you choose to look at it, being a woman in, in our society, being a woman is not good enough. And when people finally accept you as a woman, that's not good enough. 
So then, because of laws and affirmative action and regulations and the suffrage movement and all this stuff, you decide to be a black woman. Okay, cool. And that works for a while. But then even being a black woman is not cool. you got to be a light-skinned black woman. And over time, she eventually learned being Tamaria is good enough. So Tamaria, the chocolate black woman that she is, oh, my God. And let me tell you, it was me, Tamaria, and, like, one other black lady there. These loved her, but she got so many compliments on her beauty on the outside and her beauty on the outside. So here's what I'm going to say to all of you who are listening to the show. Be who you are. Don't worry about anything else. And if you talk to my wife, she'll tell you she struggled with that. Because things that people thought were compliments, insults. You don't tell a black woman or any woman, especially a minority, black, Hispanic, Asian. But I'm going to stick to black right now. I'm I'm just going to put it out there. Don't tell a black woman she's well-spoken. That's not a compliment. That's an insult. Because when you say... You, you, you're so well-spoken. What you're saying is, I didn't think black people were so well-spoken. Don't say he or she was the first black anything, because what you're saying is, I didn't think a black person could ever do that. No. We are intelligent people. Don't say Oh, you talk white? Because what you're saying is you speak proper English. You speak standard English. Black people speak standard English. Don't get it twisted. We are not the stereotype. We are not the people that are portrayed on these TV stations. Don't listen to CNN and NBC or the Washington Post, New York Times. We are not those people. People look at my wife and they think all types of things. Oh, she's from Petersburg. If you don't know anything about Petersburg, Petersburg is the hood. My wife went to private school. My wife was the valedictorian of the governor's school. But she's from a hood town. But we do that. And my thing is, stop. And I'm going to go back to what Tammy said. Because now we've jumped into the the whole self-reflective piece. Who are you? Are you letting people tell you who you are? Are you letting people tell you what you should be doing? Because if so, 
you going to die early. Today, at our communication time, we listen to a guy talk about health and wellness and, you know, the whole person, the whole teacher, oh, you got to, we get that you guys work hard, but you got to worry about yourself, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. If you don't take care of yourself, you're going to die. You can eat grease all day long. Yeah, you're going to die. You can eat sugar. You can get diabetes. You can get, you're going to die. But guess what? You can go out here and run 10 miles a day, eat nothing but vegetables, be a vegan. Guess what? Your black, white, Hispanic, Asian, behind Native American, you're going to die. We all got to go. But how are you going to go? I'm going back to what you asked in the beginning. Tell me, what is the why? What is the how? Why are you living this way? How? Who are you? You know, Rodney, with what you're saying, um, there's so much can get out of that as far as we can get out of that as far as especially talking about women. I thought about we as women have formed this habit of competing with one another and almost instantly. And if we'll all be honest, and that, that, that's what we started out, Rodney said, about having those real conversations and, and allowing them to the point where they don't um, – they don't cause you to dislike someone because, again, we have to be so very understanding. We have to work to, to understand rather than to always be understood. And the first thing that can help us with these habits and, and helping people out of habits that cause all of us harm is, again, trying to understand someone's paradigm, how they see the world, and how that sight of the world has affected their life, their thoughts, their actions, their perception of themselves. Because all of this, whether it's a habit of competing, self-sabotaging, again, this is about more than just you getting up smoking, going outside smoking. It's deeper because something caused you to go to that smoking. Something causes you to drink yourself to death. Something makes you continue to choose things that are not good for you while all the time saying, I love me. Something. Something keeps you there. And so go back. Go back. Check yourself. How do I see the world and why? How do I see myself and why? Is it true? Do I have a habit of judging? Do I have a habit of competing? Can a woman walk in the room and I instantly don't know her, but don't I find something that I don't like about her? But you know what that says? I have the same thing you don't like in her. Connect it with what's in you. Whatever is in her that you dislike is most likely inside of you. That same something that you avoided all this time that you've formed some kind of habit to keep you from dealing with it, to make you feel like you're a bit better than you really are. The habit of being somebody else or basing your life on what you see or think someone else has, 
for avoiding life and the true issues, let me tell you, the very person you're looking at wanting their life, in most cases, wishing they had somebody else's. And if we think beauty, if you think dressing up and putting it all on, looking all white, getting the Michael Kors, getting all this stuff, if you if we think that's it, I'll go back to I think one of the most beautiful women in the world is Halle Berry. And I, I, I have often found myself thinking, how can someone so beautiful have so many issues? She's got so much money, can buy anything in the world, go anywhere she wants, and look, look well going and doing. Why? Because her paradigm, because her view of herself, her view of the world, no matter how she walks in that room, it doesn't change what she thinks and feels about what she is or who she is. And that has allowed her to create habits and accept things and people in her life that she should not have to. But it's because she didn't fix she didn't fix the foundation. Oh, she painted the wall. She built around it. It looks great. But there's a crack. There are several cracks in the foundation. There's several cracks in that glass that she never tended to. If she thought money and just sick habits would make it okay, but take a look at your life. Is it working for you? That is the best thing that you can always. Is this working? When I lay down at night, does this work? When the lights are out, does this work? When there's no one to appease, when there's no one to get the attention from, how do I feel about me? What are the thoughts that I keep from you? You know, we post selfies I have never seen, and I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm so sick of men posting selfies 25, 30 times a day. I always think about my granddad and my dad. They would be like, that's like talking on the phone. Men don't do that. That's gossiping. I'm telling you, I see every hour on the hour men changing. What are you looking for? How how can that ever be manly to anybody that you are truly taking a picture and posting on a social site every hour of the day? Something something we're seeking. And, and that's one that I'm just, I'm not, I won't let go on. Very, very rarely you will hear me say, it just is the way it is. Really, this is, I think anybody, I won't just say men, but I think women as well. There's too much going on in the world and too much going on within me for me to keep giving you something to like. This is too much. So let me just roll in silence and let me show up so that what you see when I walk in, is really what's there. And the reason I look so good on the outside, because my foundation, my paradigm, I have taken responsibility to make the changes that, again, sometimes we had no control of. None. Okay, I'm not sure. I do hear that. Hear some noise. I just got a text that we have some um, 
noise, but I, I'm I'm sitting quietly, so I'm not sure where that comes from. But um, I guess I'll, I'll get ready to just kind of close it out there. But I, th- this is I know that you guys came in and 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 thought you know, and we we did talk about you know yesterday you said tomorrow, but what's really important is that did you say today tomorrow? Because it's okay if you said yesterday, t- tomorrow, and you are, you really have intentions on doing what you said today. But if you find yourself today claiming tomorrow consistently for the same things, just maybe, just maybe you need to stop for a minute. So it's 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 it's, it's nothing is all bad and nothing is all good and balanced. But this is about going deep, understanding who you are, self-reflection, why. What's your why? What's your why? Why are you, why are you, have you created the habits and why are you allowing them? And what are you going to do about them? And I guarantee you, if you go within, if you look within, if you go all the way back, as far as you can remember, to try to figure out, who put your model together? And as they put it together, what did they speak in your life? And how did they speak it? Because what I found, most of our parents did not, they didn't necessarily have what, it, what we needed. That's okay. Because you're responsible for you now. And so we could do the blame game. We could say, I, I do this because Mama did it. We talked about the ham bone story, Rodney, that brings to mind where uh, the, the family just continued to cut parts of the ham off until this husband asked, again, I don't know how true this story is, but it's so relevant. Husband asked, why, why do you guys cut the bone off the ham like that? I don't know. My mom did it. He asked the mom, why do you cut it off? I don't know. My mom did it. He takes it a bit further, only to learn mom did it because she didn't she didn't have a pot or a pan big enough to cook the ham in. So she cut it off. And so what 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 did people do? They they took upon something that they had no understanding about. So you you lost a lot out out of doing that. And that's what we do with our lives. And there comes a point in time, you just have to be responsible for your paradigm, for what you see and how you see it. And know that while you might not can control what happens tomorrow, but you can show up prepared. Just in case it's what you want. Just in case it's the destiny that you were going towards a wanting for your life. But so many of us have accepted mediocre and we've allowed the world to tell us what habits to form, when to get on board, when to get off, what to pay attention to, when, how to dress our kids, how much money to spend on them, when, how to stroke their egos, and make them think that they have no responsibility or, or nothing to do in this world. All those things have become habit. Our mind is in pilot mode. We become automatic. 
in these things. And that's why, in my opinion, people are walking around like zombies, controlled. It's as if someone is sitting behind a desk. There has to be a job somewhere where there are many people sitting around with, with remote controls that control people. So stop trying to feed the world and certainly stop thinking that the world is feeding you because it's not. It's not. So, again, not so much about yesterday you said tomorrow, but more about what did you say today? Because you can't do anything about yesterday. But what did you say today? And what will you say tomorrow? And when you say it, is it really what you mean, and is it really your intention? So that's what this is about. And I, Rodney, I think we said we did not want to stay on to 10 o'clock. We did it again. And I think that has become a habit. <laughs> of, of 10 o'clock where? 10 o'clock where? Because <laughs> it's 11 o'clock on the East Coast. <laughs> well, I can't do anything about the East Coast because I'm not there. Tammy, you already know These types of shows I think We get the most out of them And I'm always appreciative And grateful And You know me, I'm all about the listeners I'm all about the callers But at the same time I really like when you and I get something out of the show. And I think tonight was one of those nights. And I'm truly grateful for that. I definitely get that all the time, Rodney. I mean, we talk about how I allow my life for me, and I know Rodney as well, to, to lead us to what we need to talk about. And it's amazing to me how much I get from them because starting out, starting the show out in 2011, it was my thought process that I'm going to help people, not knowing that I was the people, that I am the one in need of help. I had found a great way to do life but not do life. I was that person who was trying to make it all right for everybody else who wore the, the clown suit with the clown face. And when the lights went out, nothing was right. Nothing was right. But there came a time where I realized that either it's going to get right or I want no part of this. This is not living. This cannot be what God intended for me. This cannot be what God created all of this for. I cannot be able to plant a seed and it comes out being exactly, exactly what I intended it to be. Yet God purposed me for something. Yet I'm running around like I don't have a head on my body. And so, people, you've got to get to a point where you're just either in or you're out. And if you're out on that, if you want to let, if you want to try to satisfy everybody who's looking for somebody to satisfy them, that's insanity. That's insanity. 
that is true insanity. So what are you going to do? How are you going to get control of your thoughts? How are you going to get control of your actions? How are you going to win? Are you going to be real with yourself about who you are and how you see this world and how you see yourself and why? And okay, it's okay to say, okay, who's responsible for this? But then you got to move on because if you are of age, particularly if you're somebody's mama or daddy, it's time out for the pity party. Because now what you're doing, you're just passing it on. You're passing it down to your children. And that's, that, that, for me, that was the one thing, and that's why I think I have no, 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 just nothing to do with women who don't take care of their children. We had a little girl here today. Her mom just up and left. Her daddy is raising her. We used to never see that, but but people have become so self-centered and so in need of something more. And when you get that, it's something else. You want something else. When you're just going to be okay with you, with how God made you and with what he made you to be. Why? Why are you here? What's your purpose? You're over here trying to be an apple, but you're really an orange. Just because you look and see the apples are red. You want to be red, but when you get over there, you're going to want to be yellow. You're going to want to be a lemon. When is enough enough? When you need to stop and look around. Today, you guys, even yesterday, I was out working in my yard, pulling a weed, and I felt so blessed. So blessed. I have a house. I have a job. I have a car. I have food. I have a yard that I can go pick weeds out of. There was a time I used to go out and work in my yard, and I would see, because not very many women are going to be out, I would see men out doing the yard, and I would get pissed off. Because I, I would have a pity party with myself. I got to do my own yard. Now, I've learned to embrace that. Why? Because I first had to realize, now, you know what? This, this, is, this is crazy. This is crazy. You have a lawnmower to do it. You have feet. You have hands to push it with. Because guess what? Some of those same guys could be out in their yard because they don't want nothing. They don't want to be around their wives. I'm not saying that's the case. <laughs> but we look at things. I'm serious. We look at things and we, we create this, this world of how it should be and who we should be in this world. When you don't know what's in your heart, you don't know why you're here. You don't know where you come from. You've not accepted where you where you come from. And so you create all these habits to satisfy what you wish was, who you wish you could be. When you just ought to, like Rodney said, just be you for a minute. Just figure out who you are and take it from there. When we had the women and their issues, Lisa Tillman Page blessed me so much, and it was so timely of her calling in. She's called in many times before, and I won't share one one show. I'm going to share the story behind all of this and why it has blessed me so much. I told her today in, in the text, you have truly been a blessing to me. She's made me see myself through her. So 
in spite of Rodney and I coming here every Monday, every Monday, guess what? Tammy still got to grow. Tammy still has to learn. Tammy still has to, I just told my brother, there are days I have to pull myself out of my own hell. I have to get up and realize, wait a minute, I'm not there anymore. I'm not that person anymore. I changed. I don't have pity parties with myself. I, I had to take control of my life. And you have to do the same. Don't give yourself excuses. Don't allow yourself to have excuses because somebody else didn't give you the platform that you think you should have had to be successful or to be what you need to be in this world or to love you or to know who you are. Because the minute you do that, you might as well throw in the towel. You might as well wipe God for our Christian religious folks. You might as well take him out of the equation. Because your mama might have had you, but she didn't create you. Your dad might have supplied something to help it, but that's not your creator. Your your mom or dad can't spiritually take your life. However, sometimes we allow them to, to spiritually kill us or our circumstances, our situations. So, again, yesterday you said tomorrow, but what did you say today? What will you say after hearing this show what will you say tomorrow? And what will you do with what you say? What are your intentions? What habits in your life do you need to stop? What habits in your life that are killing you slowly, yet you keep going back knowing that they are? And why? Because that's like slowly, that's like taking poison, a little poison every day. So when we know better, we should do better. When we don't, we should ask, when we know better and don't do better, we should try to find out why. Am I in pilot mode here? Is this an automatic response? Is this an automatic reaction to the point where my, my brain doesn't have to think? My brain doesn't have to tell me, doesn't have to send me a cue to do this. Doesn't have to send me a cue to think that I'm inadequate, as Dr. Coretta said. It doesn't have to send me a cue anymore because I'm, I'm automatically, I automatically think that to the point where I know it now. So everything you do is from that feeling of inadequacy. It's deeper than what you said yesterday. I'm telling you, it's deeper. It's deeper than your habit of smoking. It's deeper than your habit of drinking. It's deeper than your habit of, of bad eating. It's deeper. What's the root of it all? What's the root of it all? And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? So, Rodney, I'm going to – there's one more thing I wanted to read, but I don't think we're going to get there. It's very short, but I'm going to turn it back over to you, and if we do have the time, I'll get it in um, maybe about five sentences long. I do want to recommend people The Seven <laughs> Habits of Highly Effective People. That is a great book, The Seven Habits of high, of Highly Effective People. It's a little insert that I wanted to read from there. And that's by Stephen Covey and then The Road Less Traveled um, by Scott Pick. That is the book that talks about people of the lie. And, uh, but, but more than anything, I think the first one, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So if we have time, I'll read that insert. But I'm going to turn it back over to you. So here's what I'm going to do, Tim, and I think that this is going to – 
cause you to uh, come back on the mic. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about, <laughs> what'd you say? Oh, God, Rodney. <laughs> well, we got we, we got eight minutes, and I know you very well. And even though people aren't saying much, even though people aren't saying much tonight, I think that there are people out there getting a lot from tonight's show. And if not, they'll get it in the archives. But I'm going to say this, um, and you alluded to this at the beginning of the show. So today I did a workshop. And the title of the workshop was I See Color, E-Y-E, not I, not the letter I, but E-Y-E. And one of the reasons why I titled it I See Color and I spelled it E-Y-E is because if you talk to adults, you always hear them say, especially if they are not black, you always hear white people say, I don't see color. And what they're doing is they're being politically correct. And I told them that today. You're being politically correct because there is no way you do not see color. When you look at Rodney Jordan, you cannot say, I don't see color. You see a black guy. But what I told them was seeing color is not a bad thing. Seeing color is actually a good thing because you should not look at a color and see a stereotype because that's not what a color represents. However, seeing a color might help you better understand who you are looking at. And I also told him today, Tammy, that I was one of the most racist people. Black man, black man, black man. And I know we don't like to say that we are racist people. But I told him I was one of the most racist people until I moved to where I live today, and that is Northern Virginia, right outside of Washington, D.C. The reason why I was racist was because I grew up in a predominantly black area in Norfolk, Virginia, and I went to predominantly black schools with mostly black kids. And I was taught, don't like white people, don't trust them, don't believe anything they say, they're lying, they are the enemy. When I was 12 years old, my grandmother tried to, first of all, let me back up. My grandmother, when I was 12 years old, my dad came over my house and there were 16 of us living in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom. My dad came over to bring me some medicine. He went and picked up my prescription, brought it to me. I was a sickly child, had asthma. And my mom said to him, in front of my face, if you want him, you can have him because I don't want him. I do not want him anymore. Me, being the devil that I was at the time, in my mind, and I knew better, and tell me you met my mom, I knew better than to 
say anything out of my mouth. But in my mind, cool, I want to live here anyway. And so my dad said, okay, I'll come back and get him tomorrow. So at 12 years old, I went to go live with my dad. My mom did not want me anymore. And I failed. Mind you, at the time I was in eighth grade. I was 12 years old in the eighth grade. Very uncommon now. In fact, as a sixth grade teacher, I have 13-year-olds in sixth grade, but at the latest 12. But anyway, I failed seven days in ninth grade, had a low grade point average, everything, the whole nine. But I went on to live with my dad, live with my grandmother, and grandmother pretty much took care of me. My dad was working. My dad was young at the time, still immature, whatever. But I went on with my grandmother, learned a few things. Uh, Living where my grandmother lived was not for me. Because I was like, I don't like white people. My grandmother lived in the country part of Virginia Beach. There were no kids in sight in Virginia Beach. If you've ever been there, you know anything about Virginia Beach. It's mostly white. It was not my place. So I thought back then. And I had to get back to Norfolk, to the city where my friends were. But I'm sharing that to say this. Tammy, would you believe people were afraid to talk about race and stereotypes this afternoon? They were afraid. No matter what I said, no matter what I did, they were afraid. And I had to beg and pull comments out of them. People were afraid. Hey, hey, Rod, and I'm excuse gonna go, me for just a minute. Go ahead. Just, Rod, I knew you were going to jump sure. back in here. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't know if we're going to, because I know that when I listen, when we go over the two hours, lately I've been able to hear all of the shows. But just in case, if you're listening online, go ahead and call in, 818-691-7406. Again, 818 691 Seven four zero six. I guess they've been generous with us, but with going on and you're able to continue to hear. <laughs> just in case, call in 818-691-7406 if you want to continue to, to listen because we'll go a little bit over. All right, Rodney, sorry about that. No, 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 you're fine. But my grandmother tried to, like, register me. She tried to sign me up for this uh, recreational center. And I fought my grandmother tooth and nail. I ain't going in there. No, sir. Uh-uh. I'm not doing it. I don't want to go. And my grandmother, the sweet and lovely lady she is, she did not understand. But what she didn't know is that I grew up in a different part of town, and if you were black, and no, I'm not talking about the 50s or the 60s, I'm talking about in the 90s. You did not associate with white people. You didn't trust them. You didn't like them. You were joked, picked on where I grew up. 
And so I was not, I was not about to be associated with white people. I didn't learn until later. One, I was racist. Two, I think I would have really liked being around those kids, not because of anything other than I just love people. And I didn't learn that I love people until much later in life. But I grew up racist until I moved here. And one of the things I told the people in the class today is we tend to associate color with culture. The two are not the same. They're not the same. And not only that, you have to understand you are not how you were raised. You are not that person. There may be some aspects that you agree with, that you appreciate, that you love, that you identify with. But you can't tell me that you are 100% that person. Because the things that we grow up with tend to shape us. And it becomes a part of us. And when that happens, we don't know how to deal with it. We don't. And so, huh? I thought I lost you. I heard something. No, no, you're fine. And so, in class today, people were afraid to talk. And this thought came to mind to me earlier when you were talking. People were afraid to talk. Who's going to judge me? Who's looking at me? They were afraid. But I said to them, the reason why we are continuously having these racial divides and racial issues is because people are afraid to be themselves. People are afraid to talk. And I said, the very first thing adults will tell you, I don't see color. Yes, you do. Stop lying. But if you all are going to continue to lie, please understand something. If you don't see color, these children who walk into this building every day who walk into your classroom every day, they see color. And they'll tell you they see color. Rodney, so learn. you said an awful lot. <laughs> I'm going to jump in. You, you said, you, you said, and I, I promise I'm not going to be long, but I got to tie this back into the show because of what something you said. And I, I've probably not moved on. Since you said said this sentence, you said that your mom told your dad, take him because she did not want you. Your dad said, I'll be back to get him tomorrow. Did your dad come back the next day? My dad came back 
the next day. I didn't think he would, though, Tammy. Okay. I did not think he would. Now, let's, let's stop it there for a minute. The title of this show is Yesterday You Said Tomorrow. And I want you people to, to really think about this. What if, now, now, now I'm going to go back even a little bit, because it must have been hell to stay another night in the house. For you and your mom. Must have been pure hell for everybody there. But what I want you to hear here is his dad said, I'll be back tomorrow. And my guess is dad had to go get some things together, make sure some things were taken care of at home, whatever he had to do. That's really not, not what I'm focusing on here. But what he said was, I'll be back to get you tomorrow. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. What if Rodney's dad would not have shown up? What would have happened to Rodney Jordan? Where would he be today? Would he still be prejudiced? Would he be where everybody, Rodney said for a time, people, teachers would ask, is he in jail or is he dead? Which is it? But Rodney Jordan is a teacher, a motivational speaker, an author, in spite of. In spite of someone saying, take him, I don't want him here, what if dad would not have shown up? Let that simmer. Because, again, Rodney, you, you, I could have just, you could have just stopped it right there because that, that just runs all kind of bells in my, in my brain and heart. What if dad wouldn't have shown up tomorrow, as he said? Right now, I think that I, I do hear that noise again. Is that sounds like um, static or something? I'm not moving. <laughs> I don't have my speaker on, but I do want to uh, read this, and then I'm gonna turn it back over to you, Ryan. You just go ahead and close out when you're ready. But um, this again is from the Seven Habits, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and it's very short, so we're not gonna go stay on much longer. But it says. Um, there's so much about this that I didn't get to tonight, but, but maybe we'll do something later on, different different twist to it. But it says, um, the more aware we are of our basic paradigms, maps, or assumptions, and the extent to which we have been influenced by our experience, the more we can take responsibility for those paradigms. Examine them, test them against reality. Listen to others and be open to their perceptions, thereby getting a larger picture and a far more objective view. And that is the thing that we so often don't want to do. We don't want to open ourselves up to someone else's picture or view of life, their paradigm, the world as they see it. If it's not how we see it and our our way, the way we will do it, then we take offense to that person, even to the relationship itself. But when you are mature, when you no longer need approval, acceptance, all that from somebody else, when you found a way to go within, realizing that all that you need, all that you need, God provided, all that you need, and if you need some assistance to finding that, you guys, I'll tell you the first place I think you should start, look at nature. 
just just look at nature, listen to nature, close your eyes and see nature. It is it is it is the most beautiful thing I think to the heart. To getting you back to a place of just who is this God I serve. Whatever you call your God. Whomever God is to you. Just who makes this wind blow? The same wind that, that will I see move my garbage can. I see the garbage can move, but I can't see the wind. I can feel it, but I can't catch it. I can't see it. It can make my hair move, but yet I can't catch it. I was walking at Shelby Farmer, and the trees were amazing to me. Like, I got a tall tree. I see a fat tree. I see a skinny tree. I see a dying tree, yet it's still a tree. needs no help from us. We've had so much rain. I took joy into seeing mushrooms grow in my yard. It was a reminder that God is in control. I didn't plant mushroom seeds. I didn't put them there. And it was so ironic because my friend's husband bought up, we have mushrooms in our yard. I was like, I do too. And I'm excited. It's a reminder that if that mushroom can grow, so can I. If it can be a tall one, a short one, a fat one, a skinny one, so can we can be as well. It's not that if we can be, it's can, can you stand the being? Have you accepted? Because to deny yourself is to deny your creator. So again, yesterday you said tomorrow, but what will you say today? To not just your life, but the life of the people that you say you care about, that mean the world to you. What will you say? Rodney's dad came back. He showed up. He did what he said he would do yesterday. He showed up. And I can only think, I wonder. Would Rodney be here on the Butterfly Evolution had he not? So it's not just about you, mamas, daddy, daddies. It's not just about you anymore. You think it doesn't affect the world or you? Sit back and let it keep happening. Because the 83-year-old friend, that's somebody's dad. He has a daughter. Yet, I promise you, somebody said tomorrow in the lives of those young men that they call. Somebody said tomorrow and didn't show up for them. Somebody, somewhere, failed them. Doesn't justify their actions. But somebody said, I don't care. I don't want you. I don't care what happens to you. I don't care what you do. Somebody said that, whether verbally or non-verbally. Somebody said that, and somebody didn't show up. So I'm going to shut up, Rodney. I promise I have nothing else to say. I'm done. <laughs> I'm turning over to you. <laughs> Tammy, you know I love these shows. I love these shows where... No one presses the number one, but I feel like people are blessed. 
about these shows. Um, depending on the topic, still listening. Depending on the topic, we can get a whole lot of number ones pressed, especially if it involves relationships. We can get a whole lot of number ones pressed. But if it involves transformation, if it involves real life scenarios, what are you going to do? All of a sudden, people become busy. But here's what I'm going to say, and here's how I'm going to end this show. I know why my dad wasn't too busy when I was 12 years old. I don't know if my dad knows why he wasn't too busy, but I know. The reason why my mom put me out when I was 12 years old had nothing to do with me. The reason why my dad came back the next day when I was 12 years old had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with it. But that whole reason was because God had a plan for me way beyond 12. My dad and I should not, according to the world standards today, according to society, based on what we experienced, my dad and I should not have a relationship today. But if I had to take a poll, my favorite guy today is my dad. But we should not have a relationship today. My dad kept his word, came back. But let me tell you, when I was 12 years old and based on what my mom had said about my dad, based on my dad's track record, if I was a gambling man at 12, I would not have put my money on my dad because I didn't even think my dad was coming back the next day because of the way things were. But he came back. And it wasn't until years later that I learned that the reason he came back had nothing to do with him. The reason why my dad started to raise me and be my dad when I was 21 years old had nothing to do with my dad. So here's what I'm going to say to everybody as we close, Tammy. If what was said yesterday did not happen tomorrow, who said it and where did it come from? And if what was said yesterday actually came to pass, the day after today, who actually said it and why did it come to pass? I'm going to leave you all with that one. 
And if you were not blessed by this show, Rodney was blessed by this show. And I really believe Tammy was too. And we will both see you same time, same station, next week. We love you. Good night, everybody. But I know